Welcome to Fake Gamer Girls. This is a Gamer Girl podcast where we sacrifice our fans. Yes, My name is blood rituals. Blood My name is Samantha. Josie? Oh, I'm Josie. I forgot <laughs> I had to do that. We she we introduce her. ourselves, except Josie doesn't get to. I don't get to. We say frick Josie. <laughs> this is the frick Josie podcast. This is the podcast, podcast called frick Josie. Yeah, it's really good. It's yeah. Good. So what's new with you guys? Anything? No. No. Or I guess I went to Anime Con this weekend. Oh yeah, we did talk about that last episode. How Were you successful in your cosplays? Yeah, it was awesome. I slayed. Yeah. Did you slay? Did you win any um, contests? No, there weren't any. Oh, I was going to ask if you even entered any. Or if there were any, I didn't know about them. Hmm. I saw your like pictures, though, and they looked cool. Thanks. No, oh, they did. They look great. I was awesome. Bobby was my favorite. <laughs> R.I.P. Bobby. I- I took a break from the phys- the physical world. <laughs> the, um, Sorry, what? The technological world and went camping. You took a break <laughs> from the Digimon digital world. Digimon say- are the champions. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Digimon digital monsters. There's Digimon are Mon- the champions. That's it. That's that was the- really good sounding. That was really good. <laughs> And this is our episode about Digimon. (laughs) (laughs) You were asking a question and we interrupted you with the Disney Mon. Disney Mon! Disney Mon! (laughs) The Disney Mon monsters. I said I went camping this weekend. No, and then you said, did you? Maybe you said Digi. I was saying Digigo monsters. Digigo? (laughs) True, I love the Digigo monsters. Disney Mon Digigo monsters. Yeah. This is a good intro. You can really (laughs) tell you can really tell all three of our kind of vibes for the episode. Um, (laughs) Like, we all feel really good and awake. Yeah, I was gonna say, based on kind of a slow drunken singing of the Digimon theme song (laughs) really does set the tone for the whole episode, I think. Anything for our fans. We just do it for you. True. All right, today we're talking about, so last episode, we, Josie was like, I'm gonna do an episode on the quarry next, but that, our schedule got altered, so instead, we're doing Cult of the Lamb, which is what I said I was playing last week when we talked about it yes but josie you're still gonna do the quarry right yeah cool so let's talk about this little scary little lamb this crazy little lamb quite frightening his name is lammy i'm just kidding he's actually nameless lamb his name is the lamb or her name i guess it's probably whatever gender you want um yeah, so let's just jump right into it. If you're unfamiliar, it's... Did you know the Cult of the Lamb is based off of Lamb Chop, the Lamb Chop of the Lamb Chop toys? Yeah, is it actually? No, I just made that up. I was going to say, it doesn't really look anything like Lamb Chop of the Lamb Chop toys or the show. There's a Lamb Chop show? Yeah, that's how Lamb Chop is famous. Lamb Chop was like a famous puppet <laughs> with a puppet show. Lam- <laughs> I'm Googling Lamb Chop show 
in like the 60s or 70s yikes okay. lamb chop puppet sock puppet anthropomorphic sheep created <laughs> for a local morning show that aired in new york new york lamb chops play along is a half hour preschool children's television series that was shown on pbs in the united states from started in January 1992. So it looks like there have been several lamb chop shows. Hmm. My cat would love that. Yeah, I was going to say lamb chop is a puppet. So, but yeah, now lamb chop's kind of main thing is being pet toys. Yeah. For some reason. But yeah, both of our cats have lamb chop toys that they love. That's awesome. Well, anyway, go on about lammy. Yeah, so if you're unfamiliar with the game, it's kind of a 2D new release from Devolver uh, is the publisher who is the studio, I will tell you later. Massive Monster, developed by Massive Monster, um, published by Devolver, and it is a combination of a roguelite and a management game. What's a roguelite? Yeah, so we've talked about this very briefly on the show before. A roguelite is a type of game. How do you spell okay. roguelite? I'm trying to Google it. On Matt got this new iPad, and I'm using it for my notes today while we record. But I'm trying to Google things, and like he has this Apple Pencil, and for some reason the setting is <laughs> is like uh, set to only be able to write in the search bar. I can't type anything. So it's so hard because the thing barely can register what I'm writing. Oh, bruh. Anyway, so a roguelike with a K, roguelike, is a subgenre of like an RPG. um, And it's typically procedurally generated dungeon crawling. um, And it's typically top-down kind of grid-based movement. In a traditional roguelike, death is always basically permanent. So when you die, you lose all progress in a roguelike. Um, and mm-hmm. like there are a lot of famous examples of this, like Dead Cells. I think Hades is, is a roguelike. Slay the Spire. Lots of things like that. Um, like Spelunky, for example. Lot- so a roguelite is basically the same thing. Um, that's with a T, roguelite. Um, but it's sort of a roguelike, but you get to keep some of your progress when you die. So same principle, except for that when you die, it's not permadeath necessarily. Mm. So yeah, so it's, it's that. And the premise of the game is, or not premise, but the, the gameplay is you are this little lamb. You enter these areas, which I'll get to in a second. You have a randomly generated weapon that you can, that you start every like, you know excursion with and you and then you basically go through these procedurally randomly generated areas fighting monsters trying to survive and then get to the final boss and finish the fight nice and as you travel through these areas you can pick up things for your cult back home uh like you know lumber or food items or seeds and there's sometimes like uh you know, like vendors in these places that will sell you stuff, or you can recruit new followers while you're doing that. So everything you do in the world uh, can affect, you know, your home base cult. 
So the game begins and you are the lamb and the lamb is all like, ah, I'm getting sacrificed right now. There are, yeah. So there are four, um, cult leaders. They're gods of the old faith is what they're called. And their names are Leshy, Hecate, Calamar, and Shamora. And they are all Leshy. Yeah, Leshy. Which this <laughs> is a weird, a weird thing that's happening to me. Leshy is also the name of the first boss in the game. Um, oh, what was the game? Inscription that came out pretty recently that was also also published by devolver wait inscription which one is that it's like a card game okay that's the one i've wanted to play for a while yeah so it's like a card game it's cool it's super creepy but leshy is the first boss in that game as well and they had very similar designs sort of these very planty like with horns now i'm googling it apparently a leshy is a deity of a forest in pagan Slavic mythology. So clearly it's some kind of reference. That's why, but I was like, what, is this like a reference to this game? But Inscription only came out like a year ago, I'm pretty sure. So anyway, but yes, so these Naming my child Leshy. Me when Lesh, when he Leshes, it's very Leshy. So these four gods of the old faith cult leaders are like, Finally, we got the last lamb. The sacrificial lamb. The last ever lamb? Yes, this is the final. In the world? Yes, they've been literally spending their lives dedicated to finding and killing all the lambs because there's basically a prophecy that a lamb will overthrow them. Oh. But as you are, like, on the altar, uh, you basically get pulled. You do kung fu. No, you get, like, sucked into, like, hell sort of and there's this big scary guy who's all chained up and you know he kind of you're kind of in like this weird dream world and he's like a cat man with like three eyes and his name is the one who waits and he says to you they don't know what they're doing they've you know they brought you right to me you are going to rebuild my my following my empire this is up to you. And you basically get like possessed and you get this magical black crown with like a red eye. And then you wake up and you like do, yeah, you go all crazy. And the, the cult leader bosses are like, frick, he got the one who waits, got this one. So frick. And, you know, you beat up a bunch of guards or whatever. And then <laughs> you escape. And you meet a guy whose so name is Zhu Kung Fu eventually. It's more like sword uh, sword attacking. But mm. sure. So Bummer. yeah, then there's a little guy named Ratau who's like Ratatouille? His name is Ratau. His name is Ratatatatui. Ratatouing. Ratatouing. His name is Ratau, and he is like a little, you know, some kind of mouse rat fox thing you know whatever and he i guess was the former leader of of the faith or your god now that you're like working for and he kind of mentors you a little bit you know he teaches you about some game mechanics it's like um chowron on or whatever his name is on chowron that's his name on <laughs> spirit oh 
Yeah. They're like, he's like, yeah, I used to be the spirit fairer, but I'm not doing it. I don't want to anymore. Yeah. It's a very common thing to be like, I'm too old for this. And, and Rantau is kind of this older guy. Um, and yeah, he, he shows you a lot of basic mechanics. You know, he basically shows you your, where your cult is going to be, how you, you know, several mechanics, including like the faith of your cult, um, stuff like that, how to recruit new people, um, how to assign jobs, stuff like that. Is it like a convent? Like they live there? Yeah. It's like a big camp, basically. It's like, um, what would you call that? Like Like a convent? No, a convent's like where nuns live. (laughs) Like, it's like a compound. That's the word I was trying to think of. Yes, it's like a compound. Um, So, yeah, so then you are introduced to, so you've kind of been introduced to the roguelite mechanic in that intro sequence, you know, of fighting enemies and blah, blah, blah. Um, Now you are introduced to the cult management mechanic. So, you get followers and it's your responsibility to to take care of them but also to control them so like children yeah honestly basically (laughs) yeah so then your cult is just like this big camp and you build things like you know to get started you build things like uh you know sleeping bags for your members to sleep in you build a little kitchen to make them food um and you build a shrine where they can worship you and you build a temple where you can perform rituals and sermons um and and you assign them jobs like you know so you get people and they're basically to start there are like three jobs that you can assign you can have them harvest lumber harvest stone or worship so some people can spend their whole day generating devotion for you and devotion is how you unlock better things for your compound so like if once you generate a bunch of devotion you get something called divine inspiration and the divine inspiration allows you to unlock you know like an upgraded shelter for people to sleep in so they don't break as often or you can unlock like outhouses so they don't poop on the floor anymore what they be pooping on the floor the poop is a massive mechanic in this game surprisingly poop centric game Were you going to ask a question? (laughs) I was going to ask if they're actual people or if they're animals. Yeah, so they're all animals. So, you know, you're this little lamb and you are the only lamb in the game. But there are a lot of follower types, um, including, you know, so, so there are a lot of follower types. And you can customize all of your followers. You can change their names, their color, their pattern, their, uh, like, race, if you want to. I'm trying to find Cult of the Lamb follower types. Um, yeah, there's some pretty standard ones. You know, there's um, cats, cows. Uh, there's sort of like fox, dog, dog, fox. It's a dog. Deer, pig. Um, there's like a rat. Uh, you can get like a red panda, fox. Um, lots of stuff like that. And then there's also, so every uh, area that you, so there's four, you know, main areas where you go and try and take out these gods of the old faith and they all have uh, unique forms to them. So like one of them, you can get a rabbit and a hedgehog and like a horse and another one, you can get like a giraffe and a frog and a 
like a fennec fox and a capybara and another you can get like a hippo and an elephant and an alligator and then you can also get like a bear and a spider and a bat um stuff like that so Hmm. yeah there's a ton that was just a few examples there's a ton Um, just a few examples nice a lot of examples yeah and there's a lot more like i skipped a lot interesting um me when i have a cat only colt see that's just lame though you get these cute little guys and you get to you know make them your little guys i did make both of my cats um knives and bemo both appeared in my cult and died um so so just getting back to the follower mechanics so with the followers you have to ensure that they're fed um you have to clean up their poop and their vomit especially at the beginning so the way it works is like some foods will make them vomit like it'll uh like low level food is like you know, it fills their hunger bar, but it has like a 10% chance to make them like poop or, or throw up. And so there are several things you have to balance. And one of them is the hygiene of your compound. So if there's a bunch of poop and vomit everywhere, uh, your followers will start to get sick and they can die from that. Oh my God. Um, and also as, as they die, sometimes they just die of old age. Uh, if you just leave the corpse lying around, that can also cause sickness. So it's sort of making sure that you keep everything clean. And as you level up your thing, you can unlock things to make it easier. Like I have like three outhouses now that so they don't poop on the ground, but the outhouses get full. So you still have to empty them out. And as you pick up the poop, it becomes fertilizer for your farm because there's a big farm mechanic as well. So you can grow vegetables, berries, stuff like that, that in turn you use for food. Can you imagine being like... Yeah, we're part of this cult. They collect our poop for fertilizer. <laughs> like, That's not that weird. People who live like super sustainably like totally do that. Oh my god. Like people who live out in like, it's you know, off the grid. Me. They just it it's never It's me. like a super effective fertilizer. That's oh my what gosh. it does. People Bro. use like no flush toilets and basically like poop in a bag and then take the bag outside and dump it on the garden. And oh then they eat the food. Oh my gosh. Hey, I have to tell you something, Samantha. Every piece of produce you've ever eaten probably had poop on it at some point. Yeah, that's fine. But it's like, not your poop. feels like, yeah, my own poop. We should get like a poop content warning at the beginning of this episode. (laughs) We're almost done with poop talk. Um, But yeah, you can also unlock things like a janitor station so that you can assign, like if if your compound is getting really dirty, you can assign someone to clean it, you know? So they'll clean it much slower than you can, but you don't have to do it. Um, you also have to balance, yeah, like I said, the hunger status. I, they can starve to death if you don't feed them. Um, and the hungrier they are and the worse their hygiene is, the lower the faith of the entire cult is. So faith is sort of overall happiness. Um, and low faith can turn your uh, followers into dissenters who will then spend all of their time uh, trying to further drain the faith of, of other members of the cult. So like real religion. Yeah. Quite literally. (laughs) Um, So yeah. So it's really important to keep faith high, food high, sickness high. And then there's also tiredness. Um, 
followers can die from being overtired. Um, oh, no. So I don't think they can. It just says tired followers may fall asleep during the day. Like, if you don't. So you can do things like order someone to go find a meal or order them to go eat. They all automatically sleep at night and they all automatically eat when they get to a certain hunger level if there's food available. So, yeah, it's it's a little bit uh, tricky, you know, to balance all of that. Part of that, though, is using your uh, temple to perform rituals. So you can give sermons. The sermons generate uh, loyalty, um, and loyalty levels up your followers so that they can do higher-level tasks for you, and it also levels up the combat skills of your lamb. So doing sermons generates loyalty. You can also generate loyalty in other ways um, by like, so it starts, you can give them blessings. You can also um, intimidate them later. So you can like, so as you do certain um, sermons and stuff and you can create doctrine. um, So the doctrines can affect what you can do to your followers. So like I had a doctrine that was like, you get to choose. Basically you can either inspire your followers to generate a ton of loyalty, or you can intimidate them to generate a little bit of loyalty, but to make them work harder. So I did the intimidate one, which I do regret because anytime I'm trying to get more loyalty for a follower, I just have to go up to them and go like, you get like a big scary mouth and (laughs) you yell at them. Um, so, yeah, then uh, part of the doctrines also unlock rituals. So uh, rituals are, like, basically big things you can do to, uh, you know, affect your cult for a while. So, like, there are three that you always get. Um, the first is the bonfire ritual. It just increases faith. Everybody dances around a big fire. The second is the sacrifice ritual. Um, and it... Basically, when you sacrifice a follower, the higher level your follower is, the more um, points, you know, loyalty points you get basically from everybody else. And that can boost your your combat strength like a ton. Um, and then there's a brainwashing one that you can unlock from an NPC that brainwashes your members for two days by basically giving them a bunch of mushrooms. And that makes their faith stay locked at full for two days. So... It doesn't really matter what you do. They won't lose any faith. Besides that, most of the rituals you have to choose. So you'll have two options. So basically you can choose between things like the feasting ritual and the ritual fast. So when you perform this ritual, um, if you do the ritual fast, it means your followers won't have to eat for three days. Um, But if you do the feasting ritual, it means you can throw a feast and completely fill their hunger and gain a little bit of faith. So there's several like that, Um, you know, just random stuff like that. You can, uh, I do have one. So I think that this one everyone gets as well. It's um, ascend follower. So you can ascend your follower's spirit to a higher plane of existence, like basically send them to heaven before they die. Mm -hmm. Um, This one's my favorite. You can choose between... Uh, a wedding ritual or a fight pit ritual (laughs) so a wedding ritual is pretty straightforward you can marry one of your followers and gain 30 faith um marry them yourself or like yes you get married to them 
You can just marry multiple people. Yeah, you can marry literally everyone in your cult if you want to. But the more spouses you have, they start to get jealous and have they lose a little bit of faith every time you marry someone. Um, oh. Or you can, the fight pit ritual is you can command two followers to fight to the death. For some reason. Oh, that sounds terrible. I didn't, I didn't get that one, obviously. I did the wedding one and I did marry BMO and then I married Knives after BMO died. <laughs> Oh no, you, you let your spouse die? She just got old. Oh. Actually, I think I ascended her to heaven. Nice. Now that I say that. Um, and sometimes your followers will come up to you with requests. So they can give you several different kinds of quests. Sometimes they'll give you weird quests that are like, I've always wanted to eat a bowl of poop. Can you make uh. me a bowl of poop? And you can make them a bowl of poop. And, you know, you gain faith Why and loyalty. Why so much poop stuff? I know. It's a little bit much. But they are a bunch of animals, so I guess it makes sense. Um, or they can be like, my brother is in X area. Can you go find him and bring him to the cult? And you'll go and find this specific, you know, follower on your next quest in whatever area they said. They're like, my brother's got to get in on this whole cult thing. Well, so really <laughs> what it comes down to is my poop, cult. Poop, poop. My cult is pretty much cult. straight up the best possible place to be in this game world. It's a really bad world. Like, if you're not in my cult, you're in a way, way worse cult, or you're dead. So, all things considered, cutie culty is the one to join. You do get to name your cult, also. And it was cutie culty cutie was my cult. Um yeah, what was I going to say? Oh, or sometimes they'll come up to you and ask you to perform certain rituals. So they'll say, hey, can you perform the feast ritual? Or they'll say, I love you, will you marry me? And you're, you know, you're supposed to perform the wedding ritual. Or sometimes they'll say, I am so devoted to you, I want you to sacrifice me. Can you sacrifice me? Oh, gosh. And, you know, you gain a bunch of rewards for doing it. So, you know, it's sort of, you know, pros and cons. You can't say no to any of those quests. Um, and then, yeah, you can do things like once your followers die of old age, you can bury them in a grave, you can throw them a funeral, uh, and your other followers can go and mourn at a grave, uh, and that generates faith, you know, makes them happier. So overall, there are lots of things you can do that aren't that effed up, all things considered. Um, I generally went with the less effed up options. Yeah. So I would do that too, I think. Yeah, it's just a little bit hard to be mean (laughs) anyway um yeah and then back to the story that's most of the cult stuff um so there are the four uh you know four gods um and then there are four areas essentially um dark wood is like a summer forest and you can find things like berries and snails and crap like that and that's where leshy is Anura is uh, like an autumn forest that has like mushrooms and pumpkins and crap. And that is where the character uh, Hecate lives. And then, sorry, I'm clicking around on things. You can go to Anchor Deep, which is like underwater, and you can get like crystal shards there. And that's Calamar's realm. And then the Silk Cradle is like a cave spider area and that's Shimura's realm and your goal is essentially to go so you can only go you know you unlock them one at a time so you start with dark wood and you can go and 
um, you know, you go through these and you unlock stuff and you meet new people and then you kill the cult leader essentially. So that's your job is in this game is the one who waits, this God that's sort of possessed slash controlling you, not really controlling, but like kind of controlling, um, has basically tasked you with breaking up all of the other cult leaders, um, and killing them. And then there's one final area after you complete those four, there's sort of a final boss. I haven't even gotten there yet. I know who it is, but we won't get into that. And then just one more thing with the combat, there's also a tarot card mechanic. So as you travel through these sort of procedurally generated areas, uh, there's, you know, a tarot card dealer, or sometimes you can just pick them up and the tarot cards basically give you a boost. Um, So it'll be like gain one heart. Or it'll be like all damage times two or, you know, uh, movement speed plus one, stuff like that. So the tarot cards are super beneficial and you can buy, um, you can buy new tarot cards from certain vendors. Uh, Beyond the combat and your own home base, there's also sort of, there's like little places you can travel to. Um, There's several, there's a few areas. So you can go to like... Ratau's house and you can just go play the game knuckle bones which is like a dice game you can just go play it nice. um there's like a little dock area and there's like this lighthouse cult that they need your help you know they like want you to bring them crystals to fix the lighthouse and there's a guy who teaches you about fishing um there's like this place called like midas's cave and there's this weird guy and you can exchange stuff for money Or you can, like, sacrifice one of your followers for money. I never really understood that whole area. Just don't go there. I don't need money that bad. Um, And then there's, like, a mushroom forest area. There's, like, a weird mushroom cult. And that's the guy who teaches you about brainwashing. Um, And he teaches you about these, like, psychedelic mushrooms. And then there's another, like, shipyard place with a guy named Plimbo who... uh, you can exchange certain items. You can give him these like basically eyeball things that you get during the game and he gives you good stuff. Nice. Yeah. Uh, there's not too much else. You know, everything else you would want to know you would learn while you're playing. Um, oh, this is a weird thing that, that is interesting is there are two um, cult leaders that can actually affect your followers. So while you are traveling, um, you can... So when you're in Anora, um, Hecate is the god, and he or she or whatever is like... has something to do with starvation or famine. And so when you um, basically... Sorry, I'm having such a hard time all of a sudden. Like, my brain stopped working. Um, so when you enter, like, Hecate's realm, Hecate will be like, well, check this out. Boom. Brings one of your followers and makes them start to starve. So you How have to make followers sure. followers do you have at once? Like, uh, I generally have about 20 to 23. I think mm. you can have um, more than that. But they do just kind of die of old age. And, you know, so... I'm not really sure if there's a limit or not. Um, but yeah, heck, it can make your followers starve. And so you have to make sure you get back in time to feed them. 
sometimes, you know, you might have to end a run early to ensure that somebody doesn't starve to death. Um, and then in anchor deep, um, calamar can make some of your followers sick. Um, and like, you have to, you know, go back and make sure that they get healed and you can build like a med bay to help with that, or you can just have them get some rest. And then this one is the worst one. Shamora can just possess your followers and make them fight you to the death. So it happens a few times when you're, you know, trying to get through. So like the first time Shamora will possess one of your followers and it's just randomly selected. So the first time I was like, sweet, uh, I don't care about this follower. And you, you have to kill the follower. Um, Mm -hmm. You literally have to fight them until you kill them because they're possessed and they will continue to attack you until they die. The second time they possess two followers and do the exact same thing. And guess who got possessed? Knives. Knives. It was knives. She got possessed and I had to literally kill her with my own two hands and I was really sad. But then I just got another cat follower and named her Knives again. So Nice. Nice. As you do with your real To be fair, the knives that I had to kill, I had literally had her for like three days. Like I had just gotten her and then I started a run. And it was like, now fight! And I was like, frick! <laughs> um, and, yeah, there's also some things you can do. You can temporarily turn your followers into demons with a demon summoning circle. So, higher level, high, higher level followers, you know, that have higher loyalty to you are more valuable here because, um, you know, the stronger they are, the the higher their loyalty is, the stronger they will be as demons and they all have different powers. So like they can do things like fly away. They're just like these little floaty guys. They don't, they don't look that weird. They're just like little guys. They can, you know, but sometimes they will attack occasionally. They'll help you attack enemies or they'll fly away and bring back health. Um, so having the demons is really helpful, especially later in the game as the fights get harder and harder. And then there's also a missionary. So you can send uh, followers out on missions, quote unquote, and they'll try and bring you back. Um, They can bring back things like meat or lumber, or sometimes they can bring back a follower. And the higher level that follower is that you send out, the higher their chance of success is. So I have sent followers out on missions and they die. If they're, it's, it's sort of randomly, like even followers that I've sent out that had like a 92% success possibility, they came back and they were like, I'm sorry, I failed and just die. And so, yeah. So it's like, obviously you want to send out higher level ones because they're less likely to die, but there also is a slight risk um, that they could die anyway. So Hmm. sad. Yeah. So it, it is a definitely a weird balance of of like I did get attached to many of the followers that I had, especially the ones that I customized um, or that I had for a long time. Um, and But you also like have to use them in ways. Like to, pers- to progress in the game, you have to use them, you know, for manual labor or you have to send them out on dangerous journeys or turn them into demons temporarily. Like, so it's a weird balance of of caring about them and also, yeah, controlling them, using them. Yeah, makes yeah. sense. And that's old. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, cool. Sounds like a creepy game. It's really fun. <laughs> how much I, is it? Uh, yeah, it's how much 25. Does it 
So it What's was it 20, on? It's on like literally everything. It's on Switch. It's on PC. It's on Xbox, PlayStation. It's on Mac OS. Like you can probably play this. So cool. Yeah, it's really fun. I've really been enjoying it. It's definitely one of those things where it's easy to get kind of sucked in and play for a while because like you'll be like, okay, well, I'm just going to do one more run. And then you get back to your coal after the run and you're like, okay, I'm just going to build a building really quick. And then you're like, okay, I built that building. I'm just going to give a sermon really quick. You know, like yeah. there's always something to do. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So well, Cult of the Lamb is really fun. I would really recommend it. And it's cute also. Your little lamb is very cute. And you can unlock different little cloaks that he can wear. Nice. But they give you like basically like double-edged sword perks like it'll be like this is the golden fleece and if you wear it uh you take double damage but you do twice as much damage against enemies or whatever you know so i don't usually wear them because i'm not that good and i don't need like double damage or i'll just die so yeah that's pretty much it any questions Nope, sounds I awesome. Think so. Sounds like fun. I had someone else recommend this to me the other day too. Yeah, yeah. it's really good. I I think all the hype is pretty well deserved, and I'm glad I got it. I I haven't even finished it yet, and I've probably played 15 or 16 hours. You know, I'm sure you could probably finish it faster if you were more focused on the grinding and less focused on like your cult. But it's it's a little mm-hmm. difficult to, you know, you kind you really do have to pay attention to both. Um, in order to really be successful. So yeah. Yeah. It's great. I'm really liking it. Cool. Yeah. Do we have any submissions? Of course we don't. Why would you ask me that? Because <laughs> our fans wondering. hate us. Our fans hate us. I'm just True. kidding. That's dumb. Um, I haven't made a new survey yet. Like I said, I would, but if I do, it'll be on Instagram. We're recording this on Monday. So maybe by Friday or Saturday when this episode comes out, I will have made one, but who knows? No promises. <laughs> and well, I'm still playing merge games and um, the Oregon Trail. So, I love that. That's what I'm up to. Well, it's until... been like two days since we recorded. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a little bit of a weird. We did record just a, like a couple of days ago. So yeah, I'm playing the same stuff. I'm playing mini motorways on Matt's iPad because he has has that. We got another like free Apple arcade for like a month or whatever. Cause I guess his new iPad or something, I don't really know. Um, But he has the Apple pencil and it's really fun with the Apple pencil because with mini motorways, you like draw the roads. So it's super fun. I love that game. Yeah, it's good. Cool. All right, well, that's it, people. Submit on our link tree when Aaron gets it up. Yeah, follow us on Instagram at Fake Gamer Girls Pod. Join the Discord. The Please. link to join is in the description of this very episode and every episode since we created a Discord. And follow us on TikTok at Fake Gamer Girls Pod and fill out the link in our link tree. It's like the very top link. All you have to do is tell us what you're playing. You don't even have to explain anything about it. It's just really helpful. And that's it. And stay, stay cool, cool gamers. gamers. Stay cool gamers. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>